The current spoiler warning level is, Sapphire. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Sapphire. We're talking about a machine from Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, and also some of its variants from Mobile Suit Variations and Advance of Zeta. So if you are caught up on the Great Gundam Project, I don't think there's anything here that's going to bother you at all. So please enjoy the episode. Hello friends and folks, and welcome back to this comfortable pilot's lounge, where we muse on the machines of Gundam. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan, hello. Hi Dylan. Let's roll <laughs> some dice. I'm sorry, the, the blank there, I thought there was going to be like, sound filling up that space, and it was just like, hi Dylan. <laughs> just got very confused. It's okay, I'll edit in an uh, air horn. Oh, fair enough. Let's roll some dice. Alright. Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Stop rolling Future Century. I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna say no every time. Okay, fine. Early UC. We can do that. Yep. We haven't done Early UC in a while. It's like... uh, second half of Early UC. Okay, so like Zeta era. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love it when you just say no to the die. <laughs> Look. It's a conceit that we like in a format we like, but also we can veto it all we want. <laughs> We're in control. Okay. All right. This is fun. Oh, this is fun. What do we get? What do we get? What do we get? We got. Uh, oh wait, did I count wrong? Okay, I did count wrong. We got the RMS one hundred eight Marasai. Oh, the Marasai. Yeah. Okay. I was like RMS one hundred eight. Okay. What What did you think it landed on? I thought it was the Bawu, but ah, uh, not yet. Bawu is fun, but Marasai is also fun though. So. Mm -hmm. uh, we can talk about this machine. Um, so, the RMS-108 Marasai, sometimes also labeled MSA-002 Marasai, um, is a mobile suit used by the Titans in Zeta Gun. Um, mm -hmm. It is, you know, it, it is almost like a very standard mono-eye type machine, like in terms of its setup. It, it doesn't look standard, mind you, I just mean... You've got a mono-eye head, you've got a spike shoulder, you've got a shield shoulder, you've got, you know, large rounded uh, armor throughout. Um, the Marasai mm -hmm. is a really cool one, though, to me. So when you look at the head, I, my favorite part of the head, I like how big it is. It's just a mm -hmm. really large uh, Zaku-type head. Um, you've got these really green, like, sort of tealy um, piping going through, and that's throughout the suit. Uh, they like they, they like that color. Um it's like the one thing that clashes with my eye on the suit. I don't think it looks bad. It's just a weird color to me. Um, but uh, and as said, it's got a mono eye. Um, it's got a commander's antenna basically by default. Um, it's uh, I believe yeah. On the sides of the head there, you've got two little red circles that open into like Vulcan guns. They have Vulcans sure poking out. Sure. It's a cool design for them actually. I I I like the weird. I, I like the weird distinguishment made there. Um, mm -hmm. And then the the actual face is very Zaku-like. You've got, like, the two tubes connecting into a sort of... I guess I, I always refer to it as a snoot. <laughs> um, 
with like you know grates at the front of it. Um, pretty standard there. Uh, the the shape of the head is really what makes it for me. Just having that really big head, um, almost xenomorph like where it's elongated. Um, I tend to like that on mobile suit heads in general. Like when we talked about the gauge eye and stuff, I just think it's mm-hmm. really cool when they use that kind of head design. It's quite wide though, as opposed to the narrowness of uh, of of like a xenomorph or some of those, or like that, you know, like the cubelay, for instance. That's true. That's true. It's not it's not just long, right? It is it's elongated, but it also has more width than some of them have. Um, so part of what I think is really interesting about this machine is this is mm-hmm. the successor to the Hyzak, right? Yes. And um. Like, in-universe, it was kind of... It wasn't, like, rushed out the door, like, mechanically speaking. Like, it's it's a fairly well-made machine. But it was rushed out the door in terms of, like, they were they were going to make some more changes and they put it out um, because of pressure. Because this is a, um, a product of uh, the uh, fucking... Who is it? What's it? Anaheim? God damn it. Anaheim. Yes, of Anaheim, around the time when they were supporting the Ayug, and the um, the yep. Titans found out, and they were not happy about that. Um, um, yeah, it's it's one of the weirder little backstories. I don't know exactly where that source comes up, but mm. um, I've seen it around enough. Um, I believe the wiki even mentions it. It's yeah, it's it's basically a machine that they were like, oh, you're gonna give them that? No, you're gonna give us that. And here's the interesting thing. Um, the Hyzak is a machine that I really enjoy for seeing how you take, like, Federation design principles and integrate them into Xeon design, right? Mm-hmm. The Marasai is not that. The Marasai is just a Xeon machine. Basically, yeah. It looks very much like it's just a Xeon machine. It doesn't have, you know, you don't get the chest vents or you don't get, like, shapes commonly on Federation suits. We talked about it with the Hyzak. Uh, yeah, we you, don't get that backpack. You don't get... Yeah, you know. you're getting lots of integration of Federation-type technology. But the reason why is because the Marasai is... Or, uh, the Hyzak was produced by the Federation. The Marasai, contrary to its model number, and it's it's why I mentioned at the start it's got the two. Even though it's an RMS machine, which is supposed to be like Rempo mobile suit, you know, Federation mobile suit. Um, mm-hmm. The alternate number, the MSA002, that's mobile suit Anaheim is how my brain remembers it. I don't know what the exact is, but anything made by Anaheim is usually an MSA. Um, mm. And, yeah, like, I, I have to wonder if, because, you know, obviously when it came out in the show, I'm, I'm curious about, like, the model number and such. Like, old older models still use, like, the RMS-108. I'm curious if that MSA thing came later. But, either way, it opens up a lot of avenues for discussion on this, right? Because... We've talked about how Anaheim basically picked up, you know, former Xeon engineers uh, mm-hmm. post uh, one year war, um, you know, because Xeon had multiple companies making their mobile suits. And, you know, when Xeon no longer, you know, was run by the zombies, had no no reason to produce these. Uh, presumably those companies went defunct. Um, and yeah, so a lot of people joined up with Anaheim. Um, this is why a lot of times you get mention of in the Zeta era, oh, look at these Xeon aesthetics happening on these machines, or things like the Nemo even, how the Nemo mm-hmm. is able to take parts from like a Galgoon, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're using technology more similar to what Xeon is doing. Um, but yeah, the Mars size outer like design is not very reflective at all of 
um, Federation design principles. Um, even is... even the Hyzak, like the Hyzak has the like the accommodation of putting like the Federation symbol on the shield. No, yeah. there are no Federation markings on this thing. No, not at all. And this may even be what caused that backstory to come up because this uh, it's a little bit of a weird machine. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not quite like the Transformables, which all have even though they have mono eyes, they very much have their own aesthetic later on, like things like the gap play or the. Mm-hmm. Uh, masala but like this thing is just this this looks like it could be used by zeon in the one-year war you know um yeah and funnily enough when i mentioned that uh there is the fun fact that its beam rifle design is actually the same beam rifle that the akzaku uses as well mm. um yeah they, they it actually is the same design the akzaku being a Zaku that appeared in msx which was an early uh design variations based on like some mm, sorry about that. some designs that did not appear in first gundam that were planned to not all of them mind you but some of them things like the um uh, what's it little tanky thing the gigan and stuff um mm. because as we know first gundam got canceled so show got short um mm-hmm. but yeah so in msx there's a machine called the axaku which is sort of a prototype uh for the um for azaku to be equipped with beams now in msx originally uh it gets shown as using uh like a fancy um machine gun and such but in zeta Mm -hmm. the axaku also shows up and when it shows up it's using that beam rifle and then in future series now in future like manga future video games they tend to give it that beam rifle even when it's when it's on zeon so there's there's some almost like lineage to you know Xeon with that beam rifle design. Um, again, mm. may have came later, obviously, but we can only talk about them now. And uh, yeah, um, but uh, the the Marasai has, as you mentioned, no visible things, no visible symbols of the Federation. It doesn't have the crotch V. It doesn't have like it, it doesn't even have a normal shield. It goes back to just having the shoulder shield, a, a large one at that, um, which I quite like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a cool shield. It has two little foldy bits at the uh, base of either section, so it can move the shield around. Um, it can rotate. Um, it's just a cool-looking shield. It's it's big. Um, you know, versus, like, the uh, Zaku shoulder, which kind of, like, the shoulder shield goes over the top of the shoulder. This one mm-hmm. is just very tall, which I, I, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as mentioned, you have the spiky shoulder on the other shoulder. Um, the, you got these very square shoulders, again, very Zaku-like shoulders, too. Um, actually, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, I'm trying to remember if, uh, the, I'm trying to remember if any Zakus have that sort of, uh, it's, it's drawn on even the art of it, that little, uh, diagonal line going through it, or if that's more of a Zeta-era thing. But either mm-hmm. way, um, got a little boxy, you know, shoulder connector, the arm goes down, uh, it's got these really cool forearm guards. I actually like how it does that, um, protecting mm-hmm. some cables on the elbow. Uh, standard mobile suit manipulator hands. Um, torso is, again, this feels very Xeon. Not only that, but another retrospective thing, this feels very um, Zaku uh, FZ, the Zaku Kai. Mm. Um, sure, I can see that. Yeah. like uh, Let me see real quick. just to... So the Zaku 2 Kai, you get like 
a segmented torso in a similar way where you've got like a clear left and right like section that connect you know where the arms connect to um mm-hmm. you've got a series of little detail lines going down down there uh the zakutu kai also has that um it's just it's it's just an interesting little note there like the body sections the thing is that's the thing that again you see mostly on i think like xeon designs because like the gym you and the gundam you get the one big upper solid torso and then the lower torso pieces uh the separation like this definitely feels much more xeon in design mm-hmm. Um, you move down to the skirt, you've got a standard, like, armored skirt, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's an armored skirt, not a lot to say about it. Um, but, uh, yeah. You go down to the legs, you've got very beefy legs, very chunky, covered in little boosters, which is good aesthetic. I always like when legs are like that, especially on the lower half. Um, and then the back of the leg... This thing loves its tubes. It's got tubes on that waist, it's got tubes on the head, it's got tubes on the arms, it's got tubes on the back of the legs. Loves those tubes. Um, Mm -hmm. you've also got a really cool backpack. Um, I like the design of the backpack because one, uh, it's one of the backpacks where you have a visible camera, you know, Zeta era, you have a lot of these panoramic cockpits going on. Um, and I always like when you can see like the different cameras on the mobile suit that contribute to like forming that 360 degree imaging. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's definitely supposed to be what that is in the backpack. Uh, got some tubes in the backpack and then just this cool thruster setup it's a little uh it's a stocky little backpack it's you know very uh compact but it def- it doesn't look federation style it's got a big round propellant tank uh sort of dealy going on on the upper half of it um it's mm-hmm. got all it's got the way like the way it's laid out just doesn't feel very federation um no. and like this thing does use beam sabers it's not like it uses like a heat hawk or but... Well, I mean, but the pieces of the pieces of technology, like that's the thing about the Hizak, is it feels like, I mean, it is taking lessons from Federation design and incorporating them into Xeon design, but it's also doing that in places where it feels aesthetic, like it's almost trying to make the pilots more comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas this, the things it takes are like, okay, beam rifles, beam sabers, and Gundarium alloy. Yep. Nothing aesthetic. Yep, exactly. Uh. And it's interesting because you would have to wonder if such a vehemently anti-spacenoid crew would necessarily enjoy piloting uh, something like that. It's always it's always one of the things that I always think of, right? Because uh, the Mono Eye, for instance, I feel is very symbolic of Xeon machines. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just funny to me that the Titans, with how much they are, you know, assholes who hate anyone from space, w- are willing to adopt that. Maybe even maybe even as a taunt, honestly. This part yeah. of me has to has to wonder. I mean, you know, you see the Federation using requisition Xeon machines all the time in uh, Zeta as it is. Um, that's where you get like things like the Zaku Cannon popping up in animation for the first time, and that was an mm-hmm. MSV. It's like, oh, the the Federation just stored a bunch of leftover, you know, Xeon machines at Jabro and uses them now. Um, but yeah, so the the Marasai, um, as mentioned, it does have beam sabers. They're held at the uh, bottom of the shield just quickly pop out it has two of them um it does have its beam rifle it has its vulcan other than that it's actually a pretty basic loadout uh you know this is before you're getting into some of the later machines with weirder features in uh zeta um Mm -hmm. this is actually a pretty standard one um i i like it though uh i like it a lot it's a cool design um and i 
I feel... I know that the backstory probably came later, but I would have loved if this got to be the uh, Ayug machine over the Nemo, honestly. Mm. It is It is definitely cooler. I'm not a big Nemo fan. Yeah. I don't dislike the Nemo. It's just a sad gym. Um, I, I don't mean that in like a taunting it way. I mean that in that its face looks depressed to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Marsai itself... I'm trying to think of when, like, we first see it get used pretty early on. Uh, mm-hmm. And, again, it's basically just a direct upgrade to the Hyzak. I mean, this thing can do two beam weapons at once. <clears throat> Instead of the Hyzak, where, you know, you're juggling between, do I have a Heat Hawk and a beam rifle, or a beam saber and a, a Zaku machine gun, basically. Um, mm-hmm. With the serial numbers filed off, we'll call it the Hyzak machine gun. It's fine. Um... But this thing can actually, like, use all beams, which is good for it. Um, I guess it, it can theoretically shoulder tackle also, because it's got the big spiky shoulder. You don't really see mm-hmm. that as often, right? Like, we, we get a couple frames of, like, the Zaku uh, in, like, the Zaku 1, I remember doing it in First Gundam. Um, well, I feel like partially that's a that's a reflection of, I mean, I don't think in a fight that's your first resort right, is the no. shoulder tackle with a mecha. And that was sort of a reaction to the fact that they were discovering that their weapons had very little effect on Gundarium alloy. Uh, once you have these beam rifles, that's less of a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It does have very mean-looking spikes, though. They're very, like, they're bigger than your usual Zaku shoulder spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. The color scheme also, just as a random mention, I do really like this orange, red, and green thing it has going on. It's very odd color scheme, but I, I, I actually quite like it. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think of what... Oh, Balut! We could talk about Balut's here! Duh! We could, we could. Um, so, as we all know from First Gundam, atmospheric reentry is bad for a mobile suit, unless you've got uh, systems in place. Being able Saran wrap. To, yeah, being able to reach into your crotch and pull out uh, some, you know, big bag, basically. Um, but uh, the Marasai does actually have hard points to allow to equip a balut system. Um, I believe that's how that's pronounced. I hope it is. Uh, the balut system, though, uh, is it's really cool. Um, it's basically a bunch of these, like, outward sort of basically like thrusters it's like a package of thrusters and parachutes uh basically um mm-hmm. and it basically allows it to do atmospheric reentry. it uh prevents like the friction from just tearing the mobile suit apart um mm-hmm. once the balloon is used up uh it has all those extra thrusters on it so that the mobile suit doesn't just crash into the ground because you don't want that. That would be bad. You don't want less than the, ideal. Yeah. You, you don't want all the pilots turning to uh, slush as they hit the ground. That wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, we've salute saw- a portmanteau of balloon and parachute. So yeah, think we're, I think we're saying it right. Yeah. Um, my brain just again just imagining. Hey, everyone! We finally solved that atmospheric reentry problem. Sends them in without like the extra thrusters. All these. Uh, all these mobile suits just crashing into the ground. Oh, whoops. God. But, um... We yeah. forgot a step. We forgot a step. <laughs> um, uh, we also see uh, the Hyakushiki uh, use the balloon system as well, which is quite mm-hmm. nice. S- basically the same design of it. 
um, in terms yeah. of the models, it is the exact same one. Uh, I think the Balutes are just cool. This is the cool way for them to re-enter Earth. Uh, I love gravity well fights in Gundam, like when they're fighting in the atmosphere. Um, or in anything, mainly, honestly. It's just cool when you have something being torn apart by friction fighting in the atmosphere. It's just rad. Uh, Balut, good. Uh, atmospheric re-entry, good. Um, and I guess it would be time to start talking about variants. Um, yeah. So, so for some simple ones, um, we have... This one is from B-Club Magazine, so we have, like, not really very much info. The page isn't translated, but we have the RMS-108S Marisai Transformable Type. Um, Are you ready for perhaps the worst score something has ever gotten on the shmup vehicle scale? God, this is... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this... Tra the I never actually had seen the flight mode. I've seen this design, I have it saved, like, I have most designs saved on my computer... Um, I don't think I see the flight mode image of it. Uh, oh my god. It looks like garbage. <laughs> this is a bad transformation. This is the epitome of bad transformation in so many regards. It doesn't hide its head at all. The back of the head does open into a rocket, though, which is pretty <laughs> fucking true. cool. Um, the legs do, like, the Zeta fold up, but they look even less elegant, so you can just tell their legs. Um... The arms just kind of point back, and the way everything shifts up, this is very funny. That doesn't even look like it would be flight. That looks like like if you were storing Marasai's in a warehouse with the form that they would take, you know? It looks to me like like a model that has glitched. Yeah. Like the rigging has messed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like you've you've loaded the, the you've loaded the texture over the wrong thing. Just like oh no, heads don't do that. He heads oh, are no. heads shouldn't do that. No, um, what happened to your legs there? That's not good, um, buddy. But uh, then the other uh, variant we have that we could bring up, um, we have the RMS 108 D13 Strike Marasai. This is from a manga called The Star of Zeon Mobile Suit in Action. Sorry, it's a photo novel, uh, Hobby Japan. So. Definitely one of those, you know, we're building custom models alongside the story, as was popular mm -hmm. then, as is still popular to this day, honestly. Um, this thing's pretty, this thing's pretty neat, actually. I do like it. Um, I mean, it's neat looking. It's a stupid design. Uh, what's, okay, what, let's see. There's a high-speed rocket propulsion. Oh, it does hover. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait, why is it a stupid design? It, it, What's wrong with it? Because it can't hurt anyone. Hmm? It's got a machine gun and crackers. That's all it's got. Ah, yes, okay, 50 mi <laughs> millimeter gun pod. It can't fight things. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, well. Never, nevertheless. Ah, well, nevertheless, yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. I God, I love that armor setup though. Like the um, it, looks, it looks sick. It gets a, the extended skirt. It looks very Kondo. I don't think no, this is not a Kondo design, but it looks very Kondo. Things like those gigantic skirts, uh, especially like the rear skirt. Um, you got these big chunky legs. Um, it removes the shoulder shield. Uh, it, it's basically just ma make like the backpack and legs bigger. Make the shoulders really big while leaving the arms the same size. It's a very interesting setup, honestly, but uh, I am a little sad on finding that out. Oh, and it also gets this weird bulb at the front of the head. I don't know what's going on there, but it, you know, it's cool. 
Um, I mean, it, it has it has smoke launchers. Maybe that's to see through smoke. Maybe. Perhaps. I'm just guessing. I'm just making shit up. <laughs> oh, very interestingly here. So you have the original model uh, on the page, like in the gallery there. But then you have what is definitely a more modern version of it. This was definitely made after the 80s um, mm-hmm. as a reference to that story. Um, which that, that that updated one looks pretty cool, though. Th- the updated one loses one thing. It, 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 this is a thing that a lot of modern design does. Look at how they made the legs just normal legs. They're not nearly yeah. as chunky. How rude. Yeah. They also gave it, like, weapons. They, they did give it, like, a bazooka. <laughs> they gave it two different bazookas, actually. It's got, like, a bazooka that looks like it's based on, like, the giant baz used by, like, the, uh, uh, the Rick Dom 2, the Camphor, etc. And then you've got, like, a Mark II-style hyper bazooka on the rear skirt. Weird. Mm-hmm strange machine um and then finally one that is actually uh a couple that are actually by kondo actually um we have the ms 108 marasai e which is from the revival of xeon it is a marasai made for space combat uh there's not a lot different going on with the design from the outward uh it does have a zaku style shoulder shield instead um, mm-hmm. and it's got, like, some extra verniers, and you've got the extra tiny, uh, Kondo hands, but otherwise pretty similar to the basic one. Uh, now, if we want to go really extra, we look at the MS-108 Marasai H, and this is where it is very Kondo, because we have forgone the sh- spike shoulders or the shoulder shield, and have just gotten giant pauldron armor, um, alongside... And, and fucking fuck us fuck a fuck a like a, a skirt you just have a hakama on this boy <laughs> yeah just an absolutely gigantic skirt it's beautiful um it, this is this is what i expect of him um i am glad he did this um and then probably my favorite actually out of uh kondo messing with stuff we have the rms 156 griffin this is from kondo's um manga of zeta gun the same one where the gay dry comes from uh, mm-hmm. And this is basically an upgraded uh, Marasai. Um, you remove the shoulder shield and add another spike armor shoulder. The face has it has a Gundam type face. It's got two eyes and like a chin, which is really cool. Um, I the contrast of looks on this thing is so weird because it's still mostly Marasai, like the torso, the arms, the legs, but you've just got that replaced head and the replaced shoulders. But it does a lot for making it stick out. Plus the color scheme. Um, it, it's, it's painted, uh, at least in a lot of the manga panels as being like, uh, black basically, or a very dark color. Obviously mm-hmm. the manga is in black and white, so it's hard to judge the exact color. Um, I like that I, though. I don't think I approve of the missing shield though. Um, that's fair. I, I would double I up feel, the shields, but that's just me. Yeah. Like I, I don't think, I don't think we've ever seen the, the, the spike armor be that useful. Um, well, that's as the a, thing, though. so many mobile suits that decide, oh, we're going to get rid of one of the shoulder things on like a Xeon Zaku style shoulder always decides to double up on the spikes. And I think it's because maybe aesthetically it looks more pleasing, but you know, what's better than aesthetic is getting shot by a beam rifle and not dying. That's what your yeah, shield that's is for. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, I have a custom Zaku that I made, and uh, it just has two shoulder shields. It still looks aesthetically pleasing, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But there are, like, other variants I can think of. I believe, like, uh, Dozel Zaku and stuff from, like, MSV. 
um, also double up on the spike shoulders rather than doubling up on the shields. And it's always a, it, it is a weird choice to me, yeah. Especially with, also the, with the cool Marasai shields. But with Dozel, it makes sense. You can totally see Dozel being like, I don't need a shield. Yeah, no, Dozel Do, <laughs> Zaku, which has a big axe and uh, two spike shields. Very uh, obvious equipment set for him. Um, but yeah, uh, I the shoulders I don't necessarily approve of as well. I like that head a lot, though. I I love when they put like that kind of Gundam face, but on like the rest of the head not being a Gundam head, mm -hmm. um, which is what I really like about the Griffin here. Yeah, it's a um, cool look. It, I also it, like that its side skirt is just ammo, is just like energy packs for the rifle. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty good. Very utilitary. Uh, utilitar mm -hmm. utilitary. Utilitarian. Utilitarian. Which is uh, sometimes a thing. I don't know if I'd always say that's a Kondo thing. He, li he, mm. he likes making things based off real vehicles, but he sometimes goes extra still. Hard to pinpoint, really. Oh, also on the backpack, you get some extra propellant tanks that are visible from some of the side shots. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, it looks like it's basically the same backpack. It, it, this is supposed to be an upgrade that could be easily retrofitted, I believe, uh, just going off the way it's mentioned. So it's probably that's probably why it doesn't change the shape a lot, because, you know, you're going to retrofit all your Mara size into Griffins. Mm -hmm. um, you're going uh, sicko mode. Um <laughs> I do think this is time for us to talk about something I think you'll be excited about. Yes, yes, I know what it uh, is. Let's go. It's we're gonna dip into some advanced Zeta territory with the yes. RX one hundred and seven Rosette. Rosette, a great name. Yes. So the RX one hundred and seven Rosette is basically it, this is unlike other Titans test machines. This is still made by Anaheim, I believe. Mm. Um, I don't know for sure. But, um, because this is the thing. The wiki mentions one thing, but the wiki also mentions another thing in the history. Um, so this is what I mean by things inside materials not always lining up. This might be one of the very good examples of it. The, all the machines in Advanced Zeta that are like this are used by the Titans test team, and they're usually supposed to be produced by the Titans test team. I mm -hmm. don't have translations for all the chapters, and a lot of the machines that get, like, the really good stuff are later on, so I don't know a lot about this. I have to wonder if this is actually produced by the Federation or Anaheim. Um, I wonder if it's a case where, like, I guess I guess if I were just to guess based on our the understanding of the history on this page, I would say that the, it was created by Anaheim, like, initially designed, and then, the, the, like, contracted out and bought by the Titans, who then began yeah, to build their own. That that I could see. So, things that make this evident, it's a prototype. Um, you, you get a couple of changes. Um, you, you get it, first of all, it's a lot more boxy. It conforms more to, you know, AOZ's design aesthetic. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, you know, like the antenna, rather than being pointy, is more of a boxy antenna. Um, the, I, 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 it has the thing where uh, instead of using, like, piping, like pipe tubes, it just uses actual, like, tubes. Um, mm -hmm. Which I know a couple of AOZ machines really prefer doing on uh, machines like this. Um, the torso is mostly the same, other than the addition of a camera on the left part of the chest, as well as uh, two visible vents. Um, not Federation-style vents still, though. Weird-looking vents. They're rounded, actually. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, you still got like a similar skirt. You still got similar arms. But again, everything's a bit more boxy. Like If you look at the shield, it's mostly the same. Uh, 
but like if you look at the arm shape like the upper arms and the lower arms are a lot more square especially like the shields for the forearms rather than mm -hmm. like ending in like that more of a pointy rounded shape they're just squared off at the top um i mean even if you don't no notice the colors which are you know you know titan's test team colors just the silhouette the changes to the shape are just classic aoz yep um and you go down to the legs again even these legs which are still mostly rounded in parts have a lot more boxing on them going on uh, mm -hmm. just because again that's something that uh, uh kenki fujioka the designer of uh advance of zeta he tends to do on all of his robots. If you look at his, if you start looking at his stuff even outside of Advanced Zeta, you start going, ah, I see, um, because you know even his Metarot designs, uh, Metabots in the US, uh, are kind of similar. They look like they could be, you know, you, you could tell it's by the same artist. Um, mm -hmm. If anyone wants to look those up, uh, he did several designs from Navi, including the Grand Beetle and Sonic Stag, I believe. But I believe that one, the second one's the Sonic Stag. The Grand Beetle, I know for sure. Anyway, the the two leads of Metarot Navi. Anyway, um. But yeah, on the legs also, uh, the little booster scoop is also bigger, uh, is one of the more noticeable things. Mm -hmm. um, and it uses the, I believe that's just like, it looks very similar to the Hazel rifle, um, rather than the uh, normal Mars I Beamer. Um, other than that, it's it's still very evidently the Mars I. You did mention that Titan's testing colors, so this one does the one I really like, which doesn't come up as much. Probably because when they started doing AOZ models, they realized, oh, fuck, this is going to be something we can't do on models that easily. Um, it's got the pinstripe that separates a dark blue and a light blue on several mm. parts, like the shoulder, the torso, the legs. I love that look um, a lot, just having the yellow pinstripe separate the two blues. It looks good, but yeah, you can you can see why they would, they would be like, unless you did really thick plastic and had like a very light, upper layer of the darker blue or something it would be really hard to do yeah that's it's it, it's a weird one to do and um like it, it came up I, I think i feel like it came up more in earlier advance of zeta things and then like in later things especially when you hit like the reward and all that like they don't do that anymore um mm -hmm. and that's also incidentally around the same time the bandai actually started making like models of the hazel um so also with the rosette though so the rosette is basically a prototype um, and, you know, as it's a prototype, it is pretty much just, it's probably about on par with just the normal Marasai, you know, it uses a different mm -hmm. rifle, it has some different shapes, but there's not a lot going on here that's different. But uh, this is an AOZ design. This is an AOZ design. So... <laughs> and the, the Titans test team has a very large budget, and they like testing things. I mean, they're the Titans test team, that's why they like testing things. Um... So, they actually did two versions of the same kind with this, which is even more fun. You have the Rosette Enhanced uh, Land Battle Form. There are two versions. There's the Prototype, which is, you could tell as a prototype, it is inelegant, is the best way I can it. It looks like trash. I mean, it looks like, I, I kind of like it, but if I saw that thing on the battlefield, I would laugh right before I died. Yeah. No, it is, um, you... you it, you can tell it's a prototype. This is, it, this is like supposed to basically be able to glide on land and like you know fight really hard on land and such. However, um, it, it's it's using thermal nuclear like rocket engines. Um, 
rather than it's not using jets it is using just rocket engines um it is big it is large and it is very inelegant um it basically has on a large pair of pants is the best way i could describe it um it has on the wrong trousers from wallace and gromit yeah, you can <laughs> you can you, you can see on several AOZ pages like this thing standing, so it can't stand. But like the skirt, basically the skirt is where everything changed, right? Like if you mm-hmm. look at the head, it does add like a weird extra sensor package on the head, like the, in the form of a giant towering uh, horn. Um, but otherwise, most of the attachment is all on like the torso and skirt, and it's just these giant ass units because again. We're talking, you know, nuclear rocket engines um, that are supposed to have it, you know, be able to fight really fast on land and, you know, move really quickly. So, so this thing's almost more of a hover tank than it is a mobile suit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the shoulder attachments is uh, adding a hard point where it can have the giant, this giant over-the-shoulder beam cannon, which is very um, Ashamar-like, actually, because it's very boxy in that same way, which I, I do like, but it's huge. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, no, this... This thing, I don't like that much. And I like a lot of AOZ designs. This one, no. Um, now, like I said, this one's a little bit more on purposefully ugly because it is supposed to be um, a cobbled-together prototype for this idea. Right. But my god. <laughs> just just a giant orb flying at you, and then you realize this orange and blue orb is not an orb, but a mobile suit, and then, yeah. yeah then it's you're just shot. this ba- ball of spiky metal with feet on it. Yep, just do little feet. And like a little head sticking out. Um, now, for the slightly more elegant but still very extra one, we also have the Rosette Enhanced Land Battle Form without the prototype tag. Um, mm-hmm. This one is a little bit more bearable. It's still pretty extra. But um, this one changes. So, this one's back in the original color scheme. This one adds to the torso actually some parts from a different variant called the Hyzak Cannon. Uh, it adds armor and a backpack. Uh, the backpack is mounting one of the uh, shield boosters that, that that Hazel uses. They did have the good sense to remove the shoulder spikes, because I can't imagine those help with trying to enhance mobility, so they just decided, fuck it, remove the spikes. Um, and you can see the spots where the spikes go. They're just mm-hmm. not there. Yep, they're just removed, which is pretty funny. Um, this thing still has pants. It's just less extra pants. So this one's pants are... Uh, still large, you still got, like, these big cylinders and such on it, because, again, this is meant to basically be able to almost, like, glide and hover and fly around on Earth at high speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it still has the a head. They removed the front horn, but it still has the big rear horn, which is interesting. Um, and it also uses a very odd-looking beam rifle, which I believe is the same one used by the Ashamar prototype. Um... But yeah, this one, again, still a little, like, funky looking. If it weren't for the cylinders up front, I would be on board, but I don't like the idea of putting these exposed, I'm assuming very volatile, like, either reactors or, like, propellant tanks, like, right up front where you're most likely to get hit. That just seems like stupid design to me. Fair. Um, I mean, I I get the vibe that it's like, where else could we put them? But in that case, that means you need to do some more thinking. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, 
not all the I will mention this because we will talk about other AZ machines. Not every Titan's test machine was actually uh, fielded in practical combat or even sometimes even in test combat. It's just mm -hmm. a thing where they kind of did it because they could and then they realized, ah, never mind, this was bad. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up during like the Moon Ward and some other things uh, that'll come <laughs> up in the future. But uh, yeah, I think the thing for me actually is that I wish the skirt and the like leg armor was a different color. I just wish it was like the same blue. I think I actually like the white. I think it looks great. Really? Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if it's the color blocking on this is all over the place. Partially because I think it is borrowing parts from other things like the Hyzak cannons torso. So mm -hmm. it has like a lot of yellow on the upper body, but then the lower body you shift all the way into this like white and blue. It still has some yellow, but like I think mm -hmm. it's mostly the gun that's actually making the color balance feel all thrown off to me now that I think about it. Um, yeah, maybe if it had a bit more white, I could I, I would like it more. For instance, uh, that torso area where you have like the obviously like added you know section, could have just done that in white and like that would have been the good. other attached parts. Yeah, that's just that me helped. though. There's just some color blocking issues, but it's again still less of a mess than the prototype rosette, um, mm -hmm. which is a hell. Um, even if it has better color blocking, it's still a hell. Um. But yeah, yeah, I got to talk about an advanced Uzi unit. I feel good. Well, we're not done here. What are you doing? Uh oh. What else are we gonna talk about? What's the well, there's one? another RX one oh seven, isn't there? Uh is there? We can't we can't go without talking about the dandelion. Oh fuck the dandelion. Right, 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 right. I, I <laughs> completely spaced on that. This is um haha. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the dandelion. <laughs> oh, this machine. So the Dandelion is a atmospheric entry module designed for the rosette parts. Um, but also, what if we made it so the Balute system was also a big set of armor to turn this into a mobile armor? Yeah, if you're gonna um, if you're gonna strap all this extra stuff to it, why should it just be Balute? Why can't it do more than that? Yes, is basically the theory here. So you get. What is essentially on the upper half, just a normal rosette. You know, the torso is the same. The shoulder, you still have the removed spikes. Uh, they have removed the long spike out of the back of the head and just giving it its normal horn again. Um, the only noticeable thing with the upper half uh, that is different is the gun it is holding is long, and the shield it is holding is large as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um... Of course, the lower body is where everything goes out the fucking window and is completely different, because this thing is wearing an extra set of legs. Um, if you look at the rear shot, the best part is you can see the legs wearing the legs. Like, you can see the Mars, <laughs> like, yeah. the rosette legs there. You can see um, it standing on the dandelion like a pair of stilts. Yeah, and it's got, like, some latches connecting them. The dandelion parts are these gigantic, basically, thighs and, like, crotch armor as well as like a big tail um that are like they're just big the feet actually have sections that uh unfurl almost resembling bird feet um mm -hmm. and how it would stand um though of course this is not meant for standing to be fair um i mean it can it can do that if it has to but like yeah, that's not that's not the point you shouldn't be doing that though it's not yeah the major point so this thing, um, you've got the big beam rifle, you've got this huge shield. Um, the reason it has that shield, 
the shield may look familiar to people who have seen transformable mobile suits, because this definitely looks like a shield that operates as a fuselage. Well, this thing has a mobile armor mode <laughs> because of this. Um, if I'm reading it right, it looks like the rear skirt kind of pulls up into, like, over the torso, and mm -hmm. it would put the arm over the top. You cannot see the Marasai at all anymore once it's in the MA mode, actually. It folds up really cleanly. I would be excited for them to almost do a kit of this because of that. Um, it's where, a very smooth-looking transformation. It, and now, now it looks like a Star Fox enemy. Yeah, it has a giant mono... So the shield actually uh, has... I believe, is it the shield or the chest that would have that? Um, I'm trying to see exactly where that mono eye would pop up. I believe that would probably be in the shield, though, because that's typically what happens with these transformations. Um, so you basically get a big row, is what you get. This is just a really fancy big row, mm -hmm. once it uh, turns into this. Uh, those feet, the chicken feet turn into claws, um, and it just turns into what is a weird mobile armor mode that can re-enter the atmosphere... But is, you know, like, just this big mobile armor. Um, so large, in fact, that one of the uh, things you can do with it is, if you look at the MA mode, uh, the bottom of it, because it is mostly, like, hollowed out, has a little section where you can stuff another mobile suit in there. Nice. So you could theoretically have, like, uh, a uh, Hazel unit or other Titans-like unit hitching a ride in there so that you can take two into the atmosphere. Um, if only Jared had this to save Capricorn. Anyway, um... It also, like, it also can fold up into, like, an even tighter form for proper reentry itself, and mm -hmm. then, as we see in the, the concept art, like, loose sketches, the, like, the... It can pop the top open and, like... The the fucking rosette will rise out of there like it's leading out oh. of a Corvette. And shoot oh, at you. that that art actually that you're talking about that's a uh, hazel popping out of the bottom of it. Because if you look oh. behind it, you can see the claws still folded up. Because yeah, oh, as right. you mentioned, um, it can get even more aerodynamic, more better for atmospheric reentry. I don't know why I worded it like that by um folding its hand like the claws inward, um, and becoming like an almost teardrop shape. But yeah, that's the little uh, that's the little hatch I was talking about where you can just stuff another mobile suit. It's great. oh yeah, if I'm looking at this this drawing, that's clearly not the rosette. You're right. Yeah, yeah. If you zoom in on it, um, it's very funny though. Yeah, it can just carry another mobile suit in there. I I can see in some of the art how this transformation works. My God, though. Um, I, I I we'll see if they ever do a kit of it. They've been doing all those AOZ kits, but they've mostly been of the uh more easily done ones, a.k.a. the Hazel and the Woundwort, because they have much more elegant forms than uh, some of these, which are a lot. Um, I, I love the illustration from the book, by the way, where you can just see the actual stilt mechanism. I don't know why, it's just very funny to me. Um, but yeah, no, it has a lot going on. The thing is, unlike some of the other Titans mobile armors, though, this doesn't mount, like, any, like, a lot of extra weapons or anything, which is interesting no. to me. Because a lot of, like, the um, Titans test team, like, mobile armors kind of go in, like, on um, doing, like, really fancy, like, weapons and such. This doesn't really have anything like that. Um, even though, like, it turns into a big, scary, like, mobile suit, um, it is... It doesn't really add much. You have the claw arms, it has the fancy beam rifle that's basically a sniper, but that's kind of it. Um, it doesn't have, like, outside of the claws, it doesn't have any melee weapons, 
probably wouldn't do you any good with the size of it, honestly, unless you had, like, Double Zeta-style hyper beam sabers on this thing. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay, I can kind of see, like, a little bit of the transformation. It's funny, because, yeah, it basically just hides the Marasai. The Marasai is still, or the Rosette is still standing in there. It's just, it, everything folds over it. <laughs> um, I hate to admit I, I also, it, but I like this. <laughs> I also like the presence of, uh, it does have air brakes, which are pretty neat. Um, mm. That can, like, fold out of the, uh, like, the back of it. It, it, this is a pretty cool form, actually. It, it's one of those ones where you look at it at first, and it hits you with, oh god, this is so silly. But the more I look at it, the more, even even with this not being one of my favorite machines, um, I, I kind of appreciate it more, like, while looking at it. Because it does a lot of the things I really like with, like... I, I really like how hard in on the mechanisms uh, Fujioka's art tends to go in on. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he does think about things. Like, you get, like, an example of him showing, like, Oh, here's what atmospheric re-entry looks like with this thing. Like, I, that's what I love about it. Um, and I'm sad that a lot of times the quality of the art is really hard to get good because a lot of the scans for the longest time weren't very good. But you even get like detailed sketches of, oh, okay, which like how will this thing re-enter the atmosphere, or you know, which way should it be facing when doing so, etc. Um, mm-hmm. like he does try to think about the machines as much as they feel very haphazard. Um, which is which is what I always like. About um, uh, incidentally, so, depending on what chapter you are on in Advance of Zeta, I know some people get mad at AOZ because they're like, oh, this is supposed to be pre-Zeta, but everything looks, you know, very futuristic. Um, not all of it is pre-Zeta. This is a machine, though, that is a predecessor for a similar transformation, uh, with how the arm works and everything. Um, because this is a prototype of the Bound Dock, basically. Um, yep. And it does have a very similar transformation, actually, and even has, like, the claw feet and such. The Bound Dock is actually a better version of this. Like, well, that's define, the thing. Define made... better. The Bound Dock's good. Don't, hey. <laughs> bound Dock's good. Don't, don't, don't do this. I love eggs. You're right. Look, uh, the Bound Dock has, like, more armaments and doesn't, you know, isn't, isn't, like, a bunch of extra stuff bolted onto an existing machine. Like, it's just its own thing. Sure. I would say the Bound Dock is, in fact a good advancement on this, personally. Um, but, Would you say yeah. it's advancement over the Zeta? N- no. No! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um, yeah, I did forget I, I, did, I did forget about the Dandelion, though, but that has been rectified. And now I think I've talked about all the forms for the uh, Rosette, right? I think you have, yes. Yeah, we have. Okay, cool. Um... Uh, other than, like, you get minor forms where, like, uh, the again, these are all margin note things, where it wears, like, the big wig parts. But we'll leave that for another episode, because mm. those actually belong to the Bizarre. Uh But yeah, so I think that's basically everything for the, uh, for the Marasai. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a cool robot. You know, I, I, one of my favorite things about Zeta is I just I really like the mobile suits of Zeta. They're all yes. There are just some really really slick designs in there. Yeah, they're all really good. Um, they the, Zeta is where you get into more of the design I really love about Gundam. Um, like even I feel like a lot of Zeta informed later things in major ways, even more so than first Gundam. Not 
not to disparage First Gundam at all. First Gundam has where it's where you get a lot of like very classic design elements, but I feel Zeta is where a lot more things are refined um, and become more of the norm. Just personally, like with how you know different shapes on mobile suits happen, you know all the different artists you get in that era. You got uh, Mamoru Nagano. You've got um, uh, uh, Kazumi Fujita. You've got Okawara is still working on things. You know, you've got a lot of artists on Zeta, and they're all kind of like, in my opinion, like very formative on you know they're they're very they're setting up the bedrock for later artists in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. um, you've got so many different styles happening in Zeta. Um, a lot of the artists have very different styles from one another, but they make them all work, uh, which I think is fun. But yeah, uh, always happy to talk about a Zeta suit. So, Dylan, yeah, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter.com at LowPolyRobot. Um, I haven't been doing much lately. Uh, I I've been playing occasionally Xenogears and posting pictures of that. Uh, just you know to live up to my name of Low Poly Robot. Um, mostly I disappeared though because I got really really into playing uh, Control now because that was for free. Um, yeah fun game yeah it's pretty good uh but yeah where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at six detmar s-a-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia and folks until next time be good to each other because violence is not good Eh. peace (laughs)